lift up our Bibles and wave them around, make Jesus glad and the devil mad. If you don't have your Bible right there with you, well, get it real quick, would you? Because you need to follow along. And let's say this together. Say, Heavenly Father, I've tuned in tonight to live stream because I desire more, more of your presence, more of the Word of God. I want my faith to grow so that victory can be assured in every circumstance of life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right. Now, let's look in our Bibles at Colossians chapter 3, please. And uh, we'll read, first of all, out of the King James, and then I'll read out of the Amplified. Colossians 3.15. And it says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you were called in one body, and be ye thankful. Uh, I like the Amplified. Let's, let's, uh, let's hear the Amplified of the same verse. Just one verse, Colossians 3.15, the Amplified. And let the peace, that is the soul harmony which comes from the Christ, rule. That is, act as an umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds. Isn't that good? And of course, be you thankful. Be continually uh, thankful. And so tonight I wanted to uh, uh, share a, a, a simple message, but one that's really important. Uh, this message is called Let Peace Rule. Let Peace Rule. Let Peace Rule as an umpire. You know, tomorrow's opening day of baseball season. The Astros got their first game tomorrow. And so, you know, the umpires are shaking off the mothballs out of their uniforms and they're going to get out on the field. <laughs> but you know what? We have an internal umpire called the peace of God. And, uh, you know, Jesus told the disciples in John chapter 14, 1, he said, let not your hearts be troubled. And, uh, and so that's the same with us. We have a, we can either let or lot let. See, it's our choice. We can either cho choose to be troubled or choose to be, to walk in peace. We have a choice to make. And, uh, you know, he said in, in verse 27, he said, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not uh, as the world gives, give I unto you. You know, the, the world has a false peace. Uh, you know, peace that comes from drugs or alcohol or some other source. Uh, you know, we're diverted, diversion. You know, change the subject, you get some kind of a peace, you know, when you're in turmoil, you change the subject. But the kind of peace that God gives is, is supernatural. Uh, in Galatians 5.22, uh, peace is actually the peace of God is one of the fruit uh, of, the, of the Spirit. And, of course, the King James capitalized the fruit of the Spirit, capital S. And, then, and of course, you know, in the Greek there is no, no uh, in the manuscript there are no uh, punctuation marks. There's no paragraphs and there's no uh, capitalization. So really... Uh, I believe it's more accurate, the peace of the recreated human spirit. We get, when we were born again, we have peace as one of those fruits of the spirit that's given to us, just like love and joy, joy, peace, patience. We talked about patience on Sunday. Faith and patience inherits the promises. And so, uh, you know, peace then is a fruit, so it's grown and developed. It, it's really, oh God, just give me peace. Well, you know, he already did. <laughs> 
are you, are you, are you developing that fruit? See, you know, gifts are given, fruit is grown. And, uh, and so no wonder the devil attacks our peace. And we live in a very stressful world, especially now. And always remember God chose you to live right now. So you have a, you have a, a grace that you can tap into by faith to, to have the peace of God during all of these tumultuous events. I mean, you cannot read the headlines. You cannot listen. Uh, even the accurate, uh, you know, there are some outlets that are pretty accurate as, as to their reporting. And uh, even when you listen to those, there's just a lot of attacks on your peace. <laughs> I mean, just going to the grocery store or to the gas station can attack your peace pretty quickly, you know, when you, when you see how much prices have risen. But um, I like Philippians 4, 7. Uh, let's turn over there real quick. Philippians, uh, just right, a couple of pages right before we were, the verse we just saw. It says, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, uh, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The peace of God, which passes all understanding. In other words, it, 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 we can have such peace that people look at, at us and say, how in the world can you be so peaceful during all this commotion. <laughs> and uh, I like to amplify it again. It, it says the peace of God will garrison and mount guard over your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. A garrison and mount guard. In other words, it's like a fortress around your mind and your heart. You know, Proverbs 4.23 says you must keep your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. I like this, uh, I like this uh, version out of it determines the course of your life. So you ought to guard your heart. How can you guard it? By choosing to walk in peace, the peace of God. Let peace rule. That's what we're talking about tonight. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. And, uh, and of course, when it says let, it means we uh, can choose not to let. <laughs> you know, it's really our choice. We have a choice to make. And so, uh, one other point I want to make, that peace does not mean the absence of conflict. Uh, no, on the, on the contrary, we can have peace during the conflict, <laughs> you know. Peace is just not when everything's wonderful. Uh, you can have peace right in the middle of the storm. And so, the battle of the mind must be fought and it must be won. That's where the battle is, right up here. And it, it must be fought and it must be won. So. Uh, let's look at Philippians chapter 4. We, we, we read part of it. And uh, let's just read. Uh, in fact, let's just read all uh, four of these verses, starting with verse 4. Philippians 4, 4 through 8. And we're going to glean some, some uh, uh, tips on how to let peace rule. Uh, verse 4, Philippians 4, 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Boy, is he at hand. He's even closer now than he was. <laughs> be careful for nothing or be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, there it is, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, 
Uh, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So out of these uh, five verses, we are able to get five steps, as it were, uh, in order to let peace rule. I mean, all we have to do is be a doer of the word. Amen. <laughs> and so the first one on the list, verse four, the, it says rejoice. So choose to rejoice and not whine. <laughs> it's a choice. You know, I like uh, Psalm 104:34. I will be glad in the Lord. Notice it, it says, I will be glad. In other words, it's up to you to be glad or not be glad. You know, you can be you know, glad in the same britches you got mad in or got sad in. <laughs> Either way, you know, you can get glad. You can be glad. It's your will. It's your choice. Be glad. Uh, Psalm 40, 16, very much the same. Psalm 31, 7. Psalm 9, 2. The Psalms are full of challenges uh, and, and uh, you know, in telling us to be glad in the Lord. You know, anybody can have a pity party. Amen. But faith rejoices. So if we want to peace to rule, we have to make a decision that we're going to rejoice no matter what. I, I said this uh, Sunday morning, talking about Smith Wigglesworth, he started his day off every day. And he, even in his 80s, he would get up out of bed and dance and shout before the Lord for 20 minutes. <laughs> he would jump, he would twirl, he would run around his home. A man in his 80s, you know, they, he... he he made it a point to rejoice every day. <laughs> then he'd pray an hour. Then he'd read his Bible an hour. Then he would look at his correspondence, see what his day was going to be like. So choose to rejoice. And then in verse 5, it says, <clears throat> let your moderation be known unto all. So choose moderation. Now, moderation, when you look it up in the Greek, it means your unselfish, forbearing spirit. Uh, I've been mentioned uh, lately, and I've done this over the many years, the Greek, the, the, the linguistic key to the Greek New Testament. You know, it might be good to write that down. Linguistic key to the Greek New Testament. And uh, I bought mine on Amazon. I don't know if they still sell it or not, but it is a book about this thick. It's, about, it's a small book. And uh, it is written by Greek scholars, and, it, and it's, it's an adjunct. It's an, it's, it helps you along with your concordance. So, you know, you should, you should be doing some word studies from time to time. You, when you see a word in the King James especially, when you see a word and you're not familiar exactly what it means, it's good to look it up. And you can look up that chapter and verse, and you can look up that word. And so when you look up, what it says about moderation. Listen to what the, the linguistic key to the Greek New Testament says. It means reasonableness in judging. It signifies humble, patient steadfastness, which is able to submit to injustice, disgrace, and maltreatment. Boy, does that sound like right now? <laughs> Without hatred or malice, trusting in God in spite of it all. Oh, it means you're, it means you're just a, a doormat. No, it doesn't mean that you're a doormat. It just means that when people attack you, you don't pick up the sword and start picking up that spirit and trying to attack back. You just, you attack in a different way because it's not them that's attacking you anyway. You got to know who your enemy is. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. 
So the word, the word moderation, let your moderation be known unto all men. You ought to be, you ought to have impulse control. That's another good way to say this whole thing. Everybody say outside, out loud, impulse control. <laughs> you know, little children don't have that. You know, little children, they, they get excited or they get mad. There was a, somebody sent me a video of a, of a child that said, uh, you're hungry and you're still mad. But the little kid was really mad and he was still, had a scowl on his face, but they, he was picking up all the food off his plate and eating it. And, they, and, and every now and then he'd kind of uh, make a little noise, you know. The whole time he was eating, he was mad. <laughs> so he still, he, his mad uh, impulse was overcome by his hunger impulse. But anyway, <laughs> let's, uh, let's control our emotions when we're under attack. It uh, doesn't do any good to fly off the handle, and I'm preaching to myself now. Amen. <laughs> you know, recently I got an email that just really got all over me, and I just didn't like it. And uh, and before I could get very far, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to answer this. I'm going to pray about this. And so the next one is to choose to pray and not to worry or not to fret. Choose to pray. Verse 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Let your request be made known unto God. So instead of going off on a tangent, instead of getting all upset and railing, I just started praying. And, I, and, and pretty soon I just started saying, you know, I wasn't even asking God. I was just declaring, well, you know, the Holy Ghost has got this. The greater one in, in me is going to put me over in this situation. None of this is true. All these are lies. I don't accept any of this in Jesus' name. And, uh, and then, you know, you just, you just choose to pray and not fret or get up anxious or upset. See, we're talking about letting peace rule. Well, once you let your anger or your sadness or whatever emotion it is go too far, uh, you know, then you're going to lose your peace. And again, what are we supposed to do? Well, we're, we're supposed to keep our peace and let it rise up and mount guard over our heart and mind because that's... That's determining the course of our lives. Our heart is. We have to guard it with all diligence. So choose to pray and not to worry. I like the message Bible. It says, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. <laughs> Did you know worry is a sin? And, and you can't find more worry and fear than there is in the world today. I mean, the world is worried. They're fearful. Uh, you know, the mask rules are being relaxed. Uh, I heard somebody went to Methodist Hospital the other day and they said, oh, you don't have to wear your mask. You can choose to wear it or not wear it. So even hospitals now are starting to relax uh, the mandates. Uh, hospitals are, uh, uh, hospitalizations are down uh, to pre-2020 levels and uh, so forth. So there's no more emergency. Never was an emergency if you ask me, but anyway. Uh, none of these people want to give up their emergency powers, by the way. They, they're too, they, they love power, so they don't give up. Once they take power, they don't give it back. But um, people, the fear is still in the world. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, but even local television stations, they've switched over from covering COVID on a breathless Every day, oh, how many people have died? And they don't tell you the percentages, but the percentages are 0.05 or 0.09%. <laughs> they're, they're almost minuscule. Uh, you know, not that death doesn't matter, but it's on a percentage basis. It's very tiny. 
And what are they doing? They're just, they're just adding to this, this narrative of fear. So they've moved away from COVID and they've turned all their guns on Ukraine. So every day we have a refugee from Ukraine, a refugee of their, of their terrible plight of how they had to leave the country. And here they are. And I thought, how'd they get to America? They must not be broke. Uh, they, how did they fly here? Uh, <laughs> how are they living here? You know, it's a good question. I, I always want to ask more questions than the reporter does. But they want us to focus on World War III. They want, to fo- want us to focus on all of the, uh, the atrocities. And I'm not doubting that they occurred, but I'm telling you there are more serious things that we ought to be thinking about right now. Amen? So let's not worry about anything. Let's pray about everything. That's the point. Verse 6. That's the third, third way to let peace rule. And then it says, and be ye thankful. See, let your request be made known unto God and, and be thankful. In other words, uh, with thanksgiving. Let's not forget about the thanksgiving part. So that night I was talking about with that email and I got aggravated. I just started praising God. I started thanking God. Why? Well, because I've learned that it's a dead end to get all emotional about anything. I catch myself. Sometimes I catch myself early and sometimes it's a little bit later. But eventually, <laughs> eventually I will catch myself. And uh, the main thing is to improve on these things. Let's get more mature. Let's have impulse control. Let's, let's not let our, let our uh, uh, emotions run away. You know, Moses is one who let his emotions run away with him. And it cost him going into his inheritance. He did not get to go into the promised land. He taught that second generation all about it. He taught them how it was going to be. But God wouldn't let him go in. Why? Because he lost his temper and struck the rock the second time and violated a major uh, type and shadow that Jesus was struck once for our sins. And when he struck that rock, the rock stood for Christ. When he struck the rock, instead of speaking to the rock, he violated a major type and shadow that God wanted to, to uh, preserve for the Jewish people. Uh, over their Messiah, and he violated that because of his temper. He got mad, and he struck the rock in anger. And God, and he prayed about it many times. Oh, God, forgive. I've forgiven you, but you're not going in. You're going you're gonna to have to stay outside the promised land. He never got to go in. He died outside the promised land. So it was, so I'm not saying that, that God's going to punish you. I'm saying, though, that your temper or your lack of impulse control can, can cost you because you open the door to Satan to steal some of your destiny, steal some of your inheritance. Let's, let's, let's do what the Word says to do. Let's be doers of the Word and not hearers only deceiving ourselves. So have an attitude of gratitude. Colossians 3.15 says, and be ye thankful. Be being thankful. See, it's the same idea of be being filled. Be continually and habitually thankful. Just be in a habit of being thankful. Not thankful for the trouble, but thankful in the middle of the trouble. Thankful that you've got the way out. Thankful that you've got the helper. Thank you. Thankful that you have the advocate. Thank, thankful that you have wisdom on the inside of you. Amen. You have the answer to every trouble. So choose an attitude of gratitude. All these things have to do with choosing. You can either choose to let or choose not to let. 
So, so that's, the, that's the thing. The battle is in the mind and impulse control. So let's look at it again. So we, we choose to rejoice. We choose to be, uh, have an unselfish and forbearing spirit that even when people are persecuting us, we, don't, we practice impulse control. And, uh, and we don't return uh, bad feelings with hatred and malice. That doesn't mean we're a doormat. Doesn't mean that we just let people run over us. No, I, that's the same thing. It's, it's just that you don't, you don't enter into the spirit that's attacking you. Uh, number three, you choose to pray and not to worry. And number four, you choose an attitude of gratitude. And the last one is one that takes a lot of discipline. And that's what a disciple is, a disciplined one. Choose what you think about. Verse eight Chapter 4, Philippians, tells us what to think about. And so he said, whatsoever things are true. Now notice how it's written in the King James. Notice these, these repetitions that says, whatsoever things, whatsoever things, whatsoever things. <laughs> I mean, hey, hello, I got it, I got it. No, you didn't get it, so that's why it said it that way. Whatsoever things, whatsoever things, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest. My margin says venerable. See, something can be honest, something can be true, but it's not pure, it's not lovely. I mean, it may be, it may be honest, it may be true that someone is a rascal, but you don't think about them as a rascal. You don't think about that. That's not what you're to think about. You're, you're to think of, you're gonna, if you think about someone, some person, you ought to be thinking about what quality of life that they have. Everybody's got, you know, something, you know, like the old joke, you know, you sure, you know, for a fat lady, you sure don't sweat much. You know, that's an old joke that I heard when I was in grade school. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have said that joke, but anyway. Uh, <clears throat> listen, you, you can always come up with something that's both true and venerable and, and lovely, a lovely thing. So whatsoever things are just, what things are pure and lovely, of good report. If you've got a good report, think on the good report. I heard a good report for the, for the, before we started tonight, and it, I just leaped for joy. I'm, I'm praising God because it was a good report. I love good reports. A good report maketh the bones fat. I ought to have the fattest bones of anybody because <laughs> I hear lots of good reports. Um, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. So it gives you a guide about what your thought life should be about. And that would, would give you some ways that you can edit. You need to edit your thought life. Sometimes thoughts come into your mind that didn't come from you. They came from outside. A lot of times the devil will throw a thought at you and see if you'll meditate on this neg negative, terrible thought. I've had people think about dying and they, and then they think about dying so much that they start, Brother Hagin talks about that when he was bed, bed fast and, and people said he couldn't live and, and he said, I visualized the funeral. I, I, I visualized myself dying. I visualized all the feeling leaving my body. I visualized going to the funeral home, being laid in the casket, the casket being shut on me. Uh, riding in the hearse, going all the way to the graveyard, lowering me down in the ground, throwing the dirt. I mean, he visualized every bit of that. You know, it was definitely not something that God authored for him to think of, see? The devil wanted him to think of death. The devil wanted him to release his, his, 
has hold on this life. And just think uh, how much poorer the church would be if Brother Hagin had never lived to teach faith. If he had died as a teenager without all that revelation. Oh, well, somebody else would have. Well, I don't know when it would have happened. I mean, we don't have any idea about those kinds of things. We can't make that statement. And so uh, I just think about uh, that our fathers of the faith have learned these things and have taught them to us uh, out of the Bible. So we can choose what we think about. And, uh, and so now when you've done all five of these things, now you're winning the battle of the mind. And p- peace is truly beginning to rule in your heart. And all your questions are be- beginning. See, it's not instant. But your questions that you have are beginning to be decided and settled with finality. (laughs) And you can put a lock on it. You can shut the door and say, that's a lead pipe cinch. That's a done deal. I know that that's settled right there. Because the peace of God is ruling in your heart. Come on, lift your hands and receive. Let peace rule. Praise God. I trust you got something out of the word tonight. Let's be doers of the word and not hearers only. James 1.22, deceiving ourselves. Amen.